It's time for the Security Token Show. We're here to bring you the latest and greatest in security token news. Coming from across the globe to your living room. And delivering all the latest STOs and getting you up to date on what's happening in the market. So what are you waiting for? Let's get on with the show. to this week's episode of the Security Token Show. We're your hosts, I'm Kyle Sondland, joined with Herod Konings, as always, here in sunny Miami, Florida, and we're covering everything happening in investment banking and tokenization. We've got some acquisitions, some product launches, some fundraises, everything you need to know, we're covering it here on the show. It's no slowing down in the summer here, but of course, before we get into our show, we have to thank our sponsors for making this show possible, which in this case is actually a huge announcement, Kyle. Oh. We are going live with our first ever conference by Security Token Market. It's called Tokenize This. You can check it out at summit.stm.co. Three days, Kyle, three days, wow. completely free. Some of the leading experts from around the world. We've got representatives from Coinbase, from Ava Labs, from uh, Polygon, from Providence Blockchain to talk about all the different uh, utilizations. Wow. Not to mention many CEOs from many familiar names that you know. Go check it out. And a huge shout out to Invenium, to um, Red, Swan, Red Swan, Fairchild, and Fairchild Acquisition, uh, as well as many more sponsors coming soon. Uh, so go check it out and give us your support. Shout out to Tokenize This, all of the sponsors. You got to check it out. Sign up summit.stn.co. And with that, hurry, I think we can jump into our top five. Let's do it. And kicking off our top five this week, we're starting with headline number five. We're getting into ArchBlock, which is the tech provider behind a new tokenized Treasury Bills government notes program, they've already done $1.8 billion in tokenized asset origination and capital deployment across multiple different solutions. Now they're working with Adapter Digital to launch a fund product that is tokenizing treasury notes and bills. And this is an industry we've covered here on the show many times just in this year alone. It's been measured from going from $100 million to over $650 million in tokenized treasuries and money market funds just in 2023 alone. So there's no signs of stopping for this industry. The economic uh, situation right now is definitely putting a lot of value, uh, naturally, on treasury products. And so with all-time highs, it's not a surprise to me, Kyle, that we're seeing so many new tokenized Treasury Bills products. Specifically, they mentioned uh, in their announcement that there are clear cost savings by tokenization that naturally, when it comes to something like Treasury Bills, it's a massive market. BIPs and savings truly mean the world. But also they recognize the increase in transactability, folks, the ability to actually you know, settle and participate in this uh, asset class, specifically for a lot of people who don't normally have a brokerage account that could allow them to mm. buy this, they say. So really cool stuff by Archblock and Adapter Digital there. Moving on to number four, Kyle, we've got the Stellar Foundation. Mm. They made a huge announcement that they're actually investing in MoneyGram, a traditional uh, payments method for you know cross-border transactions and other uh, payment solutions. But specifically, they've been working together since 2021. Uh, and so this really 
inks the deal between the two companies that Stellar is going to be the back end for MoneyGram's new tokenization. They, they call it MoneyGram Access, uh, their, their tokenized platform, if you will, for digital money. Uh, and they're actually taking a seat on the board, Kyle. Mm. Um, so pretty big deal. This is definitely a massive traditional finance company merging up with one of the leading blockchain foundations. Love to see it. Yeah, this is actually a deployment out of Stellar's treasury, their cash mm -hmm. treasury, as opposed to through their startup venture fund. So they're really taking an active position within the foundation in this partnership with MoneyGram. And then to number three, we've got Republic. They're launching their wallet solution for a lot of their Web3 infrastructure. We've covered Republic here many times as they've gone and launched their own tokenized issuance through the Republic Note. They've also made investments into the industry with working with INX, and now they're launching their own wallet solution. It is multi-chain, meaning that they're already working with Ethereum, they have USDC support, and they have Algorand support with future integrations coming with Bitcoin, with Avalanche, they also note Polygon, and more are coming soon. But not only is this multi-chain, they're also building on security, having it be a multi-sig wallet, requiring multiple different parties to be able to co-sign and access these different things. And this opens up the opportunity to over 3 million members on the Republic platform, with 15 crypto projects to date actually being able to successfully fundraise on the platform. They, they famously did the LimeWire Web3 crypto offering that they were working with, and, and certainly many other projects as well. So they're looking to build more of this on and off-ramp infrastructure within the Republic platform. Absolutely love to see it. Wallet infrastructure is a key part of tokenization and the whole concept of having self-custody of your assets and Republic being one of the leading platforms for letting you invest in real estate, startups, crypto, and many other things. They are well-positioned to both roll out their wallet and make it easier for people to invest in security tokens. So I love to see that, Kyle. But number two, got a company called Denari launching DShare, which is a, a, a outside of the U.S. platform that allows you to trade stocks uh, for you know, international investors. Off the heels of this announcement, they mentioned that they raised $7.5 million, Kyle, from some notable investors, including the, the, C, the former CTO of Coinbase. Uh, and we've seen this story happen in the past. There's a lot of international demand to be able to participate specifically in the stock market in a Web3 way. Uh, it looks like DShare is going to try to capture that market, at least starting outside of the U.S. They, they cited regulatory concerns for inside the U.S., which is where they're based, out of Palo Alto. So I imagine some pretty impressive technology, Kyle. Excited to see how the DShare platform does. Yeah, the only insight we have is that they're calling it the DShare's corporate equity platform, presumably meaning that they're trying to not necessarily target startups, but more established businesses looking for secondaries in their, their assets. And then this is on Arbitrum, which is mm -hmm. a, a layer two built on top of Ethereum. So interesting to see more success and more adoption from there. I think the one question mark here, Herwig, is that they are a registered transfer agent here in the U.S., and they're based in Palo Alto, as you mentioned. So they're, you know... We'll see if the non-U.S. thing works when it's a U.S.-based company that's already licensed in the U.S., but, you know, regardless, they're, they're tackling an interesting problem in the market. We'll be sure to, of course, keep you updated on all that. But, Kyle, speaking of transfer agents, what's number one today? Number one is the biggest acquisition we've seen, at least in the last couple of months, maybe even the year so far. That is Securitize acquiring OnRamp Invest. OnRamp Invest is a digital asset platform supposedly connecting all kinds of registered investment 
advisors, RIAs, into the digital and crypto asset economy. Securitize has acquired them with the terms have not been disclosed here, but they're trying to build this RIA community. We know Securitize is an issuance platform that works with funds to launch fund products that are tokenized, equities. We did our crowdfund with them at STM just earlier this year and last year. So we know that they've done all kinds of issuances of assets. Now they're bringing on more of that investment side, the RIAs, to help drive adoption of their investment That's products. That's a natural fit, Kyle. I absolutely love that move. A huge challenge that everyone presents to the tokenization space is the lack of distribution. RIAs are a huge source for that, being a middleman to you know, get exposure to tens of billions of dollars more in potential investors. And tokenization is such a great fit, Kyle. You get to leverage fractionalization. It's a completely digital product. So imagine, as I see it, RIAs in the future, especially with acquisitions like this, are going to very easily be able to tap into tokenized investment products that they can then offer to their customers. And now Securitize is going to be doing that through OnRamp with their own products. Uh, very exciting stuff to see happening. And now, before we head over to the institutional update, let's hear what's happening over at the STA Success Network. Hello, and welcome to the STA Success Network part of the show where we highlight member updates and upcoming events you should be aware of. Now let's kick it off. This week, we heard exciting news coming from Coinbase. They just got approved to offer crypto futures to US retail customers by the National Futures Association, whereas in the past, only accredited investors could take advantage of the opportunity. Great step forward in their mission to working with regulators and remaining compliant. As for events, we have a fireside chat with Legible this Thursday, August 24th at 1 p.m. Eastern. Have you ever wondered how taxes, accounting, and reporting work for digital assets? Well, you're in luck. Legible will be diving into these topics and how they help issuers through these processes. Come ask any burning questions that you may have on this topic and learn all about how they can help. That's all from the Success Network this week. Let's head on over to the institutional updates. Hello and welcome to the institutional updates. I'm Jason Barraza subbing in for Peter this week. Let's dive in, starting with the UK's Economic and Finance Ministry, HM Treasury, publishing a consultation around establishing the Digital Security Sandbox. This will allow for individual sandboxes for different financial market instruments with ability to perform the activities of central securities depositories and trading venues. Other entities involved are the Bank of England and the UK Financial Conduct Authority. Next, we have the Regulated Liability Networks developer Settle joining the digital rail pilot Drex, which is led by Brazil's Banco Bradesco and includes interbank clearinghouse Nuclea. We've seen many cases of banks exploring CBDCs, tokenized deposits, and hybrid systems like the RLN. Regardless, the idea is still to lower settlement times and make processes more efficient while remaining interoperable. Drex is using Hyperledger BESU or Enterprise Ethereum for an interbank CBDC with retail access via bank deposit tokens and payment providers via tokenized e-money. Considering settled developed RLN with which already has multiple banks and SWIFT involved, I'd imagine they'll make Drex just as effective and presumably interoperable. New entrants include to the consortium include MBPay, Cirque, Syncia, MasterCard, and Banco Genial. And speaking of MasterCard, they just came out with their own announcement around launching a CBDC and tokenization project. 
They'll be creating a platform called the MasterCard Token Network, or MTN, which allows developers to create applications that utilize both payment tokens and asset tokens. The idea being that there may be a convergence of stablecoins, CBDCs, and digital assets. So some use cases that they're looking to cater to are cross-border transactions, trade finance, and B2B payments. That's all for me this week. Let's head on over to Sam Sachs for the market update. Hello and happy Monday. The security token market cap has dipped on the week to $16.25 billion on lower than normal volume. INX announced quarterly financial results as of June 30th, 2023, or Q2. They had cash and cash equivalents of $15.5 million, plus an additional $7.6 million invested in short and midterm duration securities and investment-grade corporate bonds. They had working capital of $24.3 million, and the reserve fund set aside for consumer protection and maintenance, um, in addition to operating funds, was $36 million. Q2 2023 total revenue was $1.6 million, which is pr primarily from transaction and brokerage fees, an increase of 161% from the prior year and on par with Q1 of 2022. The year-to-date revenue is $3.2 million, which is a 46% increase from year over year, and they had a net loss of $4 million. On a brighter note, however, new customer registrations increased 50.1% from Q1 2023, which is showing a lot more people interested in the platform. It's important to take a look at macro crypto markets as well, as oftentimes it can shed some light into the macro blockchain ecosystem and kind of where things stand. In terms of Bitcoin, it's down over 10% on the week to just over $25,000 per token. And while there may be a catalyst coming in terms of an ETF approval, there isn't much of a bid being caught on the tape, which could potentially lead to further downside if this continually delays. Now, from a technical standpoint, it has recently broken some major support levels, and the longer it stays below, the more likely a further downside. Will we see $15,000, $20,000 token in the future, or even $10,000? It remains to be seen, but it's definitely interesting to follow along and will likely give us some foresight as to what happens with Ethereum and even security tokens, even though they are backed by real assets. That's all for now, but have an amazing rest of your week and we will see you next Monday. What a great episode this week, Herway. We had some amazing top five announcements with some fundraisers, some acquisitions, and everything in between. Just to close it out here, let's talk about our companies of the week. Who did you have? Kyle, my company of the week this week, I got to give it out to Republic. Republic Crypto launching that multi-chain wallet, I think is a major advantage for the firm. I think it's a major value add for the industry if others can start to leverage it. And as we've talked about plenty on this show, multi-chain assets are the future. There are so many different blockchain protocols out there, so many ways that you can tokenize. It's the wallet that's able to handle multiple types of tokens that allows you to increase the options of investment, basically, and right. the way that you custody them and the financial services that are built around those chains, all of that functions from having a compliant uh, multi-chain wallet designed for tokenization, which is what Republic has gone out and done here. And as you said earlier on the show, that's potentially over 3 million users that can now start to invest using this technology into tokenization of all kinds of assets. Thanks to Republic's really wide 
a variety of different investment opportunities, Kyle. So to me, got to give it out to Republic Crypto. Yeah, they seem to be really trying to tackle every part of the life cycle. They, they are the leader in crowdfunding and bringing on those clientele. They're investing in strategic vertical integrations across the life cycle of the asset, and they're building their own tech. It's exciting to see. Not the first time they've won this year either, so that's usually a good sign to put themselves in the running for company of the year at the end of the year, of course, but there is a chance that it may be who you pick today, mm. Kyle. What's your choice? So I think this is an interesting one because for so long in working in crypto and in the blockchain industry, it always felt like the traditional crypto industry was adversarial towards traditional finance, towards the traditional banking infrastructure and all the financial services providers that were that were working in the space and a legacy context. And we always, I think, as a security token industry, found that to be difficult to wrap our heads around because so much of that infrastructure does work pretty well. Well, my company of the week this week is Stellar because Stellar is doing what they can to integrate in with all of the traditional, traditional finance players, specifically this week, working with MoneyGram and trying to take a board seat in that position and helping them onboard and off-ramp all of their different types of assets and streamline the traditional payments processing industry. So for the fact that they're working with the traditional players that are already doing something right and trying to integrate their technology on top of it, I think that that's company of the week worthy. Well, uh, a lot of people look at Ripple as the go-to payments company. I believe Stellar, with a move like this, absolutely puts them in position to potentially be the payments company instead of Ripple. Uh, fantastic choice, Kyle. I think that makes a lot of sense. And so that's our show for the week. So you got to like, comment, subscribe. Please share any feedback. Reach out to Herwig or myself on Twitter or LinkedIn. Let us know what you think. If you're somebody in the industry, shoot us your articles. Make sure we cover you on the show. We do a lot of research, but we're only a couple of people here on the staff doing all the research between Herwig, myself, and everybody else here on the show. We thank you so much for watching. And of course, go to stm.co for all of your latest news and trading information around the tokenization space, but more importantly, check out summit.stm.co to go ahead and register for free for our upcoming virtual summit on October 11th. And with that, happy tokenizing.